Guys, welcome to the I Love Seville show, Thursday afternoon, downtown Charlottesville. Thank you kindly for joining us. Live on Market Street, our studio in the Macklin building, the I Love Seville network. Getting a lot of feedback from you, the viewer and listener, um, on a number of topics. I'm really hearing from parents now, um, and we're efforting um, a group of parents on redistricting of Stone Robinson Elementary. I want to relay um, one concerned parent um, commentary. In fact, I'll relay two concerned parents commentary that was sent to us over the last few days. I touched on this earlier in the week on how some students from Stone Robinson um, Elementary are on the cusp of being funneled to, to Stony Point. And this is, I mean, this has impacts on, on children, lifelong friendships, um, socialization, development, levels of comfort in school. One mom in particular, her commentary to me has really resonated. I'll relay that live on air to you without utilizing her name. I have invited her and some other concerned parents on the program, and we'll see if we can make that happen. I want to talk about the feedback I've gotten from business owners on the downtown mall on this CRHA purchase that does look like it's going to go through. We'll give you their feedback, and I'll ask the question, there's a building adjacent to the building that CRHA is purchasing, the Urban Outfitters building. This is the new home to Silverchair. Urban Outfitters usually was previously on the first floor of the building. That building is on the market for $6,500,000. Hawk, Hawk and Smith has the listing. Um, it's 50% lease. It's an office building with retail on the, uh, on the ground level. It's got a cap rate of just over 7%. I'm going to ask you this question. How does the CRHA purchase $2,650,000 immediately next door impact the potential sale of the Urban Outfitters building that is 50% empty, 50% occupied? I think that's a fair question. Will the Will a potential suitor or buyer for 316 East Main Street, which is 28,569 square feet, the previous home of Silver Chair that is, for the most part, gone remote, Urban Outfitters hasn't been on the ground floor in some time, will this building's saleable potential be impacted by a housing authority being its adjacent neighbor, and adjacent neighbor, it's literally, they're, they're, they're wall-to-wall, they're sharing a wall. I'm going to ask that question on the program. I also have polled um, me reaching out and them reaching out to me, which is interesting. You know, the more we do this program, the more I realize a lot of people listen and watch the show. We've had um, nearly a dozen business owners or property owners on the downtown mall reach out to us about the uh, CRHA, CRHA purchase. And the feedback has been overwhelmingly consistent from them. I will relay their feedback to you on today's program. And how about that Virginia men's basketball team? 
with a revenge victory against Notre Dame last night on national television. The home winning streak now up to 22 games for Tony Bennett's boys. Five game winning streak right now for Virginia. And they are improving their NCAA tournament um, chances. They have a ball game Saturday and one Monday that may be must win if they want to go dancing in March. All those topics and more, including us asking you, the viewer and listener, to suggest a topic for us to cover. Remember, we just want to be the water cooler of, of discussion and, and cater to the topics that you guys think are uh, best suited for this Charlottesville community. Judah, I want to welcome you on a two-shot. You had a couple of ideas that did not make the rundown that I'm happy to highlight now if you would like, or we can get into the lead topic, um, Jack of all wits. Thoughts on either? Well, I was interested to, uh, to read about the um, uh, about Kennedy uh, having a talk at the uh, at the school at UVA, and um, independent presidential candidate. Yeah, with an office uh, taking up the old uh, the old Seville Weekly uh, offices on the downtown mall. That particular strip of downtown Charlottesville has been in the spotlight in 2024. Yeah, no doubt. Kennedy has his campaign headquarters there after the Seville Weekly vacated the headquarters. CRHA is utilizing the sale of a building on Levy and a building on Avon to buy the old Vita Nova building. Yeah. And now, well, not, it's, it's been on the market for a while. Hawk Hawkinsmith has got 316 East Main Street on the market for sale for $6,500,000. I can't imagine that Hawk and his owners are excited about CRHA being their immediate next-door neighbors. And I'll explain why on today's show. Talk to me about Kennedy. Uh, he seemed to... Uh uh, he seemed to excite, I think, uh, a fair number of the students. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, UVA did not want to allow press. Yeah, that, I found that <laughs> sketch, super yeah. sketch. However, the, um, uh, the, the group that put on the, the talk uh, did invite press, and, uh, and I guess that's why we, we know about it. Uh, he seems to be a, a a polarizing figure. Some of the some of the students like what he had to say. I think some of the students are worried that he's going to uh, he's going to hurt uh, Biden um, more than he will Trump, um, which may be a fair concern. Um, but uh, for myself, I'm just glad that there's a uh, there's a third option. Um, I don't know that he has a chance to break the uh, uh, the hold that the two-party system has on our country, but I think it'll be interesting to see uh, to see where where things go. He's certainly controversial. He's controversial when it comes to um, some Americans and and how he looks at the COVID vaccine. He is the nephew of the late President John F. Kennedy, the son of the late New York Senator Robert F. Kennedy. This past Friday, he was at the UVA School of Law. Interestingly, he is an alum of the UVA Law School. Um, 
they say it was not a campaign event, but this close to the election when you're running for president, I would imagine everything is a campaign event or an opportunity to get your brand out there. The Daily Progress called it a roller coaster UVA event. It was a two-hour chat. They quoted unnamed UVA law students in their story. Um, I don't think this guy has a chance of winning. I think this guy has a chance of determining the outcome. And some scuttlebutt has Donald Trump reaching out to him as his potential running mate and vice president. Interesting. Uh, uh, one, one poll shows that in, uh, of voters under the age of 45 years, um, he's, got, he's got 31% of the electorate in, uh, in key battleground states. He's utilizing um, talking points... Um, and speaking opportunities to try to galvanize a Gen Z voter base, a Gen Z voter base that may be disenchanted with what appears to be a Trump-Biden ticket. Um, He's utilizing campaign events to tell humanized stories um, with with addiction that he's battled in his life. Um, He is very adamant with his support for Israel, he continues to talk about his father's assassin, assassination. He references Jeff Epstein in talks on the regular. You can find him on social media doing the bench press shirtless. The guy is absolutely jacked, certainly jacked for his age. University of Virginia, a talking opportunity for a man who's running for president as an independent. That didn't make the rundown, but important to you. I'm glad we highlighted that. Anything else you wanted to bring up before we get to the first story? Uh, I think I, you know. I think he he sparks uh, he sparks something in a lot of people. Um, so this is who you would vote for, I, and you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. You know, I think we've had a we've had a look at both of the uh, the current leading candidates, and I don't know that I would want to uh, to vote for either of them. Um, I think I I think I might vote for a third choice just to uh, um, I mean certainly to see what uh, someone outside the the system. Uh, Vanessa Parkhill watching the program. Get her photo on screen, please. Vanessa Parkhill, key member of the family, and then we will get to CRHA here in a matter of moments. She says this. She is ranked six in the power polls. Um, Vanessa says Kennedy is good for the process. It's good to have various voices, not just parroting party platforms. And she says many parents get con- concerned with re- when redistricting comes up. We'll talk Stone Robinson redistricting later in the program. Uh, Carol Thorpe watching the program, and she has a topic for the viewer, listener, grab bag that maybe you could put down on, the, on a pad that we can get to later in the show. She said she watched the last city council meeting video again, and it turns out that the approval for the purchase of this building by city council has not yet been voted on but was put on the consent agenda for their next meeting. This means members of the public who opposed the purchase can speak before the consent agenda vote is taken. If enough people show up in opposition, it is possible to pressure city council to remove it from the consent agenda for a vote. Please let your audience know. A number of things need to happen before CRHA can purchase this uh, downtown mall building. For example, they need to sell the properties on Avon and Levy to drum up the capital to purchase the the building on the downtown mall. They sell the Avon and Levy buildings and then utilize the 4 million proceeds 
a portion of them for $2,650,000 purchase of the building on the downtown mall that was previously home to Vita Nova. I think the Charlottesville Escape Room, one time home to Henry's Restaurant. I believe an Indian restaurant was in the basement of that building. Hmm. I don't remember that one. At one time. Um, the feedback I've received after covering this story, and Sean Tubbs first put this on our radar, has been quite significant. Um, landlords and business owners on the downtown mall have reached out, and they've voiced significant concern. And the significant concern they have voiced has had a consistent theme that this type of um, entity or organization does not fit the mission or the vision Um, or the MO of what downtown Charlottesville is intended to be in today and and in its future. Um, I'm also going to ask this question. I think this storyline has flown under the radar. A building literally right next door to this one is for sale for $6,500,000. It's 28,569 square feet. Hawk Hockensmith has the listing. I'm curious if Hawk is one of the owners of this particular building. Um, that's something that the, I can look at perhaps in the GIS here on the fly. Um, do you think that has a positive or negative or neutral impact on the sale of the building immediately next door to it? Uh, I think um, if I had to guess, I would say it would be more of a negative um, depending, on, depending on how the CRHA utilizes the building. Um, I could see, you know, potential, potential buyers or, uh, renters of the, um, the property next door, uh, wondering about, uh, you know, what type of foot traffic they're going to be seeing and, you know, in and around their store due to this, um, or just, you know, feeling like it's not a good fit for, whatever they plan on doing there. Um, Biggs Hardware Store LLC owns the uh, building next door to the building that CRHA is going to purchase. That's the, that's the uh, Urban, Outfitter, uh, Urban Outfitters building. For the sake of simplicity with this talk show, I'm going to refer to these two buildings with this kind of description. The Urban Outfitters building is the one that's for sale for $6,500,000 asking price. Yeah, next door. The other building I'll call the CRHA building because I think this is a slam dunk. I understand that this still needs some, uh, you know, needs to clear some red tape, as Carol has pointed out, but this is a slam dunk that this is going to happen. So I'm going to call it Urban Outfitters or the CRHA building. The owner of Urban Outfitters is an LLC. The LLC's name is Biggs Hardware Store LLC. They purchased the building, according to the Charlottesville GIS, for $6 million. They're asking $6,500,000. That's not a ton of return on investment, considering the carrying costs and the fact that this building has been vacant for an extended period of time, or at least portions of it. Yeah. Biggs Hardware Store LLC is a, a Virginia domestic limited liability company which was filed on December 4th, 2013. The company's filing status is active, and the registered agent on file for this company is Ashley Pivanka, P-I-V-O-N-K-A, which her office is located at 414 Park Street, Charlottesville, VA. 
The company's principal address is 1625 Poe's Lane. God, this is so crazy. The interwebs is so crazy. I'm going to take 1625 Poe's Lane and put it in the GIS on the fly on the show here. I wonder if that's an Albemarle address. Let's go to the Albemarle GIS. Literally doing this on the fly. I think I've done this in the past, if memory serves correct. Um, 1625. Pose. Yeah, it's an Albemarle address. I'm click, clicking search on the... And bingo. Um, that is Hawk, Hawk's building. Uh, so Hawk is your uh, owner and listing agent. And it took me all of three minutes live on a talk show to figure that out. The interwebs is a scary, scary place, the amount of information. So your listing agent is your owner. Um, it's a fantastic building. I'll offer my opinion. It's a straightforward opinion. I've never shied away from giving my opinion on this talk show, even if it may ruffle some. CRHA purchasing the building immediately adjacent to Hawks, the Urban Outfitters building. I would not characterize as good for upside for Hawks building, the Urban Outfitters building. No. CRHA has indicated that, and Sean Tubbs has reported this extremely well through his Charlottesville Community Substack, the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter. Um, he has indicated in the newsletter that came up yesterday, which he did a hell of a job on, Sean, I hope people hear you or hear me giving you props or you hear that I'm giving you props. He's reported in his community substack that the apartments on the top level of this building will be converted to affordable housing. There are three units, according to his community substack, three three-bedroom apartments. So a total of nine bedrooms on the top floor of the CRHA building. And they will be converted in some capacity to housing affordability. I would not say that's great for the building next door. The CRHA building is 22,000 square feet, mixed-use development with three commercial spaces and three dedicated office spaces. The office spaces will become the CRHA headquarters. And the commercial spaces, um, from what we're being told by board members, are going to be an incubator of sorts um, at ground level. The property owners on downtown Charlesville that watch and listen to the show and the business owners that watch and listen to the show have indicated to me that this does not fit the vision of what downtown Charlesville was intended to be. I'm relaying information to you, the viewer and listener. The building, for the most part, will be closed at 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday, and will not generate the business or foot traffic or, or, or disposable income spending that the remaining of downtown Charlesville needs. That's another thing that's been relayed to me by viewers and list by uh, property owners and business owners in downtown Charlesville. I get to comments. Uh, Bill McChesney and Jest 
says they probably will put a vape shop on the ground level. Let's hope we don't get another vape shop. We have a proliferation of vape shops. We need no more vape shops. Maybe one of the last few retail options that have success are vape shops, which is terrifying. What are the types of retail businesses that are having success in Charlottesville? Mm. Besides vape shops, I think that, um, like we've talked about in the past, experiential um, things that uh, I I think pet stores are doing well. Um, uh, you don't think so? I would not agree with that. I would say pet stores that provide services are doing well. Pet stores that sell pet food on shelves are not doing well. Pet food, pet stores that provide grooming that cannot be cannibalized by the internet are doing well. Self-serve dog washes, uh, pet stores that provide perhaps boarding services, mm-hmm. uh, training services, those are doing well. What Patty's doing at Animal Connection seems to be working because she's providing an omni-experiential model, which I've highlighted previously. I think what Monique Moshier is doing at The Happy Cook is brilliant, where she does these cooking classes and provides education. Yeah. But if it was just selling kitchenware at a store, th- their price point could not compete with what's on the Internet. Why they have success is because of this kitchen school that they've purchased and the education that they provide their customers. Holly Foster, get her photo on screen, please. She's the queen of Henrico. She is number 20 in the polls, and her star is rising. She said, if I was going to spend $6.5 million on a building, I would first want to know exactly what the final plans are for it. That's a lot of money to be next to a, to a building that we're not sure what the use of that building is. No doubt. And another thing you've got to consider, Holly, that's a fantastic point by you, the plans for the CRHA building are to be determined and will take a while before we know what actually transpires. They are going to have to utilize grant money to renovate three bedroom. There's three of them, each of them with three bedrooms on the top floor. And the remodeling and renovation of a downtown mall property, and I know this firsthand here, The remodeling and renovation of property in the downtown mall is extremely expensive. It's more expensive than just general remodeling. You know why that is, Judah? Um, I don't. Very few remodeling companies will work on projects in downtown Charlottesville because parking is difficult for their workers and their trucks. They have to go to City Hall and secure rented spaces or permits on parking in front of buildings. It's costly. They mm-hmm. often get parking tickets. The late uh, Curly Spradlin, Lindsay Spradlin, his son Eric Spradlin, they've done a lot of remodeling work for me in the Macklin building, and they routinely built line items into their business model when giving me remodeling co- uh, quotes for parking tickets. Mm-hmm. They said this project is going to take us a week, We're going to be able to get one permit for parking from the city and nothing more. I'm going to have this many vehicles on there. I project I'm going to get this many parking tickets per day to finish your project in a week. I have to have a line item that covers the $20 uh, for each ticket that I get in parking. 
Yeah. Furthermore, when there's fewer remodeling companies that are willing to work in downtown Charlottesville, they have leverage when offering pricing because they know this. Right. It's difficult to move um, uh, goods and tools and lumber and the equipment needed, especially a one on the downtown mall. Think about it. If you're on the downtown mall, you're, you may be walking it onto the mall and going up. Right. This is a third floor remodeling project. Can they utilize the elevator? Are they going to have to utilize a different way to get to the third floor? This is not going to be a fast or efficient remodeling project. Yeah. I'm curious for a proposition bet how long it would take for the building next to the CRHA building. Or I'll ask a different question. I'll ask a different question. How long will it take? How much additional time is the question I'm going to ask? How much additional time is added to the sale of this building because of the purchase of the one next door? Fair question. Uh, Philip Dow says arts and crafts, cooking and spices, small businesses are doing well. Uh, James Watson says, think back, Will Tree left the mall, and that took away potential restaurant and retail customers during their workday. Sounds like C CRHA is bringing administrative staff as well as provides, what is, this, what is he saying? Sounds like CRHA is bringing administrative staff as well as provides space for local aspiring entrepreneurs into this future building renovation. Essentially, that's partly what code and other offices bring to the mall. Sounds like a small amount of the space would be renovated for living space. From a planning perspective, it makes sense to have a mixed-use facility downtown as opposed to an empty building that's been vacant for nearly as long as the Kmart building. Agree to disagree on that one. Agree to disagree on that one. Um, the demographic has got to fit the businesses that also are alive and existing on the mall. Just because we're putting bodies in the building doesn't mean the bodies in the building can fit the demographic profile of the businesses on the mall. Do you understand what I'm saying with that? Yeah. Unpack that for me, for the viewers and listeners. Just because people are coming to the building doesn't mean they're going to be the type of people that are going to stay on the mall and do shopping and eat and whatever else. And uh, if it's, uh, I mean, we've seen elements on the mall that have, you know, that have worried people. Um, a lot of uh, panhandlers. And so it's not like just having more people around is always necessarily a good thing. Right. Bodies do not, bodies do not uh, uh, transition to success or translate to success. He also references the, uh, the Willow Tree staff that left downtown Charlottesville, and that impacted traffic on the mall 100%. Yeah. But I wouldn't say comparison, uh, comparing the Willow Tree staff to the bodies that will be in this building or apples-to-apples comparison because of the pay scale at Willow Tree. Um, John Blair watching the program. He says, Taste of India used to be downstairs in that building. Taste of mm -hmm. India. Thank you. Yeah. They still have a location open in Stanton. Thank you, John Blair. Um, so I'm relaying what is being relayed to me by building owners, landlords, and uh, businesses in downtown Charlottesville. 
Uh, this from Deep Throat, he says 316 East Main Street versus 310 and 312 East Main Street are an interesting comparison. So he's comparing the Urban Outfitters building to the um, CRHA building. 316 is 65% larger, but asking 145% more. But 316 is 50% least, unlike 310 and 312. And on LoopNet at that price, they say a 7.1% cap rate. 316 is a charming old building with tenants. 310 to 312 is an eyesore with a challenging layout. 6.5 million is below assessment, by the way, by more than 310, 312 traded below assessment. Good analysis right there from Deep Throat. Uh, he also says it will be an extremely long road to renovate CRHA building. Extremely long. I 1,000% agree with that. 1,000% agree with that. You have... a Pandora's box waiting to open that we have no idea what's about to happen. Um, all right, let's go to the next one. Anything you want to add on this, Judah? No. Let's go to the Stone Robinson Elementary redistricting. Are you ready for this? I got a TV station and a newspaper watching us right now. So here's the nitty-gritty. Students at Stone Robinson Elementary in Keswick are on the cusp of being redistricted out of the school. And where they are headed, Stony Point is already at or near capacity. So parents at both Stone Robinson and Stony Point are reaching out to us angry, concerned, and, and, and in the process of organizing. This is the commentary sent by one parent to us yesterday that resonated with me. I have since invited her on the show. Hello, Jerry. We have an important local story that we'd love your help bringing attention to. Almoral County Public Schools are currently attempting to redistrict many students across the county. They are trying to move students unnecessarily from Stone Robinson Elementary to Stony Point Elementary. There are students that need to move to Stony Point from overcrowded schools like Baker Butler. Stone, uh, Stone Robinson Elementary is currently not overcrowded. The committee has admitted that if the students from Baker Butler and Stone Robinson go to Stony Point, that Stony Point will be over capacity and that concessions will be made. However, they will not admit what those concessions are. Also, Stony Point is an old school in need of repair, and has four overflow, overflow trailers. Moving schools is traumatic for children, and, ours living, and our children are living in constant anxiety about leaving their friends and their treasured communities. There, is a public meeting, there was a public meeting last night at Stowe Robertson Elementary. We are happy to speak with you, Jerry. We are happy to answer questions, Jerry, and we're happy to provide the data, data the committee has provided us. I've since invited this parent on the program. I've gotten a lot of feedback like this from the parents. Hmm. Redistricting is never fun for anyone. No, I You're leaving your friends. Imagine. Is that the best reason they have, is just that some of the schools are over capacity? Because it doesn't, I mean, by that account, it certainly seems as though this was this is ill-advised and not uh, particularly well thought out. I mean, 
redistricting happens for a number of reasons. Certain schools get overcrowded for reasons we talked about yesterday. Neighborhoods become popular. For instance, you take the Glenmore neighborhood and you see the Glenmore neighborhood in Keswick like literally turning over age-wise. A lot of the baby boomers that bought these 3,500, 4,500, and 5,500 uh, square foot houses, they either don't need that much space, they're passing away, or their primary suites were on the second level and climbing up and down stairs has become difficult. Yeah. As a result, the Glenmore neighborhood has become one of the hottest resale neighborhoods in central Virginia, and the facts justify it. In a three-year period of time, from the beginning of COVID to now, a lot of the homes in the Glenmore market have appreciated 65, 75, 80, 85%. And this was after a decade of those homes really struggling to sell. As a result of the, this one neighborhood turning over age-wise, a lot more youth has gone in the neighborhood, which has created more uh, population for Stone Robinson. Mm-hmm. Other examples... Cascadia is extremely popular across from Dardentau Park. As Cascadia was built and it was populated and as it was filled with younger families, the school associated with Cascadia got full. Almoral High School is overcrowded. Everyone realizes we need a high school north of town to alleviate the population crutch at Almoral High School. When that's going to happen, only time will tell. Redistricting is done to alleviate crowds and and infrastructure stress, but no one likes it. Redistricting is done to make busing and transportation more efficient. Redistricting is done to try to improve quality of life, but in the short term, it's painful for kids and, and parents. We saw potential redistricting at Mountain View Elementary, and the parents, and we cover this on this talk show, rallied to keep it from happening, or try to keep it from happening. They, at one point, were considering taking the fifth grade out of Mountain View Elementary, which really upset a lot of folks at that elementary school. Hmm. All I want to do is relay what's happening to the community so the community can be more well-informed. We've invited the parents that have reached out to us on the show. We'll see if they accept sending us messages about it, and then coming on a talk show with cameras and microphones and speaking on the record are two different things. Regardless, we want to be the source of the source on the show. Jason Howard's watching the program. Let's get to Howard, Jason's comment. If you can get his photo on screen, Jason Howard is 26 in the polls. He says this. The CRHA building has had at least two restaurants on the ground floor. I can think of three was Vita Nova. Vita Nova was on the ground floor, right? It was Henry's, Vita Nova, and Taste of India. The CRHA building has had at least two restaurants on the ground floor based on what you've said today. In addition to the plan offices on upper floors, could there be a soup kitchen or other type of subsidized meal provider on the ground floor, given that there are already hookups and space formatted for cooking there? Perhaps. And the soup kitchen concept in those spaces, what do you think the response has been from mall owners about that? Um, I mean, certainly their next-door neighbor would not, I don't think, uh, be too happy with that. These, these are reasons why 
folks in downtown Charlottesville that are business owners or property owners are reaching out to us. Yeah. That is something that was voiced to us. I think it's certainly not going to be a draw for anyone, uh, any shoppers to the downtown mall. Unpack that further. I mean, a draw for people to the downtown mall would be, you know, new new restaurants. Decades new, Arcade. Yeah, Decades Arcade, new, uh, new shopping experiences, um, things that add to what you can do on the downtown mall. And if you bring in, uh, I mean, look at where the, uh, look at where the, the incubators and the um, the Charlottesville government buildings are, they pretty much cap the mall, so they're not really taking up interior space they're the on bookends. the downtown mall. You've got the, uh, you know, you've got the code building at one end, you've got the, uh, the parking garage and a lot, of, uh, a lot of city services on the other end, um, and putting, putting a, whatever kind of um, incubator they're thinking of creating and low-income housing and potentially a, uh, a soup kitchen, I don't think that's going to be a draw to anyone coming to the mall. And uh, depending on what type of foot traffic it gets, uh, it may actually be detrimental to the, to the buildings uh, close by it. Judah unpacked what is being sent to me fast and furiously over the last few days. Succinctly well said, Judah. Bill McChesney said, back in the 1990s, I sold all the cabinets in the Water Street studio apartments. All steps up, three floors, all, all on the third floor, solid particle board cabinets. We were able to use a paint lift to get the cabinets up through a window on the third floor. Damn. That does not sound easy. Or fun. Or fun. When they ha- you want to install a new HVAC unit in downtown Charlottesville, we've done it right here on Market Street in the Macklin building. It takes about a 10 days to two weeks to rent, to get a permit for a crane to park in front of the building. Yeah. And then a crane, which is an additional cost, is utilized to lift the HVAC unit to the third floor of the building. It's literally hanging in the air three stories up. No one can walk under or around it. They block off the area. They do it in the early morning hours, like 6.30, 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning, so they don't have walking traffic that they have to manage or less walking traffic. They charge you extra because it's at that time and not during working hours. You're paying for the crane rental and you're paying for the permitting. This is not a typical remodeling project. Vanessa Parkhill says this, if Stony Point Elementary is already over capacity, ask yourself why the heck they would shift students to that school. Then ask how much of the changes have something to do with tweaking demographics in each school. Don't think that doesn't play a part. I saw that 30 years ago, and that was long before DEI was the acronym of the day. Jason Howard, 
Welcome, Kevin Yancey, to the program, says, you previously, this is Jason, you previously highlighted that in the last school board race, opposition to a candidate that spoke against the administration was so strong that not only did they not win a seat, but the superintendent's contract was extended by two years well ahead of the contract's expiration. Given the strong support of the current administration by the school board, does administration need to worry about parents unhappy with, with redistricting? That's a good point. Plenty of unhappy parents in local news articles and highlighted on your programs, but so far no change in the makeup of the school board or any change in the administration. Well, that's, that's a good point. I guess he's basically saying, are the unhappy parents peeing in the wind? Is that what, pretty much what he's saying, right? I mean, it seems that way. We talked a lot about uh, about the school board's lack of uh, concern for um, for what what parents actually wanted. Ginny Hu on Twitter. Let's get the, her photo on screen. She says this. I encourage all the parents concerned about redistricting to come on the show. Yes, you will experience some negative feedback, but you'll be amazed at how many people who agree with you and have previously been quiet will be encouraged to speak up. Ginny, who has come on the I Love Seville show, she should come on again. Mm-hmm. She is four in the family. Mm. Any of the parents are welcome to come on the show. Carol Thorpe is encouraging people to speak up and speak out before city council. Ginny says if the administration won't listen, it is never a waste of time to speak up for children. Well said. Appreciate that. Uh, Deep Throat was, is in agreement with Vanessa Parkhill. Parkhill. I was thinking of that demographic point from Vanessa. But if you look, the two schools have quite similar demographics, at least at the high level of granularity and the data I can find. Test scores similar too. But my first thought was this was an equity agenda play. Hmm. It's interesting to note that the exact opposite was happening about a little over 10 years ago. Explain that. Logan Walls Claylo, welcome to the show. There's an article about uh, Stony Point parents speaking out against redistricting. <clears throat> it was written in, uh, at the end of 2011, updated uh, um, a little over a year later in early 2013. It starts with uh, parents attending a public meeting, spoke with one voice, asking that none of their children be moved from Stony Point Elementary School to Stone Robinson Elementary. What does that tell you? Uh, I mean, it, I think it speaks to a lack of uh, planning. Or just a, uh, I don't know, perhaps a lack of understanding of how to, uh, how to best place people. I don't know. Um, I haven't seen a lot of... Uh, a lot of thought put into planning things out as we've seen with a lot of schools 
running out of space, um, not knowing what to do with students. And That's why I'm always so hesitant when people are just like, expand, 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 build more housing, build more housing, build more housing. Right. And the housing proponents are like, build the housing first and then the infrastructure next. That seems so backwards to me. It, yeah, I, it, did, it does seem backwards that nobody has got a, an actual plan for things. Um, I appreciate the fact that things need to be done, and sometimes I applaud the fact that somebody is just going to do something, but it would be nice to know that there is some overarching vision uh, for how things are going to uh, all work together once, uh, once these, you know, these plans are, are set in motion. Albert Graves, thank you for the retweet on Twitter. We appreciate you, Albert Graves. My phone is blowing up. Um, I'm getting this. A perfect example of retail that's successful is the Green Bean Children's Boutique for doing, doing a meet the doula and demonstrations as well as other things for new and current mamas. Ashley is the owner of Green Bean and she's the absolute best. Her store is operating the way a retail store should do it and it's providing value to customers that you cannot find on the internet through her in-person presentations and educational seminars. That's from Lauren and Keswick. That's a nice. fantastic comment right there. Appreciate that comment. All right, one other topic quickly I want to get to, and this is an important topic for a number of reasons, including the local economy. Two weeks ago, the Virginia basketball team was struggling, and many were questioning Tony Bennett. Today, the Virginia basketball team has won five straight games, including 22 straight home games. Are they in the NCAA tournament? No, they are not. The national prognosticators have them on the bubble looking out instead of being invited to the big dance. Can they play their way into the tournament? Yes, they can. They have a game on Saturday and a game on Monday. Must win, perhaps run here on out. But I've said this once and I'll say it again. You're looking at a different basketball team. Reese Beekman is hunting for his offense right now. He looked absolutely fantastic against Notre Dame last night. He is seeking offensive production as opposed to being passive. The inclusion of Jordan Minor into the lineup and the minutes allocated to Jordan Minor create a, an interior toughness, a rebounding presence, a, an offensive rebounding presence, a guy who can score in the paint, and a guy who sets fantastic picks for the guards to get off their defender for open looks. Isaac McNeely has less offensive pressure on his shoulders with Beekman scoring, with Minor scoring, with Dunn scoring. Heck, you got guys coming off the bench that we never even thought could offer offensive production to this, to this team. How about, how about Groves last night? 18 points. Six three-pointers, the guy could not miss a graduate transfer. How about the play last night of Tane Murray? How about Dante Harris and his perimeter production? Coach Bennett told us in the beginning of the season that this would be a work in progress and the team would improve as the season transpired. And some of us in Wahoo Nation were not patient enough 
with Coach Bennett. And that's a travesty because the guy has earned all the trust in the world. Are we in the big dance? No. Do they have more work they have to do? Yes. But does the team look way better than it did last month? Not even, not even close. And remember, this team does well. Charlottesville's economy does well. Folks go out to the restaurants and bars to support them. So let's hope not only as fans they do well, but let's hope as supporters of the local economy they do well also. They have Clemson on the docket Saturday, 2 o'clock. Miami on the docket Monday, John Paul Jones Arena. Saturday in Death Valley. Monday, Hurricanes in the John Paul Jones Arena. Then they have an extended break until they play the Florida State Seminoles on the 10th of February. All must-win games right now for Virginia basketball. Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller, the I Love Seville Show, the Kyle Miller Show up at 2.15 p.m., I believe with Paul McCarter as Kyle Miller's guest. Is that correct? That is correct. Paul McCarter of Southside Charlottesville, a guy who spoke out against Mountain View Elementary redistricting, is in studio today, 2.15, for the Kyle Miller Show. So long, everybody.